0: The, the fear shouldn't be, oh no, the robots are going to replace us and they're going to make our jobs n- no longer needed. What are we going to do? It should be, hooray, robots are liberating us from these jobs that we don't want to do. Now we can spend our time doing the things that really matter to us.
1: Hey, this is Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. And I'm Colin. Bam. <gasps> third voice. Guest episode. <laughs> But first, (laughs) welcome back for another hang in the laboratory. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks as always to our supporters who throw us as little as a buck a month to help this thing going. Uh, If you wanna jump in there, you go to support.zengineeringpodcast.com. Thanks also to anyone who has subscribed to the podcast. Anybody who throws a review on iTunes, that's a pretty big deal for the algorithm. Although I just read a thing the other day about how gameable it is. So now I'm like, meh, whatever. (laughs) And thanks to Colin for coming out to talk uh, this week about. Should I should I throw it to uh, Brian? No. to do the no throw to what we're talking about this week. No, throw it to Colin. Um, <laughs> Colin is uh, another old f- uh, friend of ours. Friend, fu- I said that the wrong way in terms of like writing a good sentence.
2: <laughs> you, you I'm getting old. old.
1: I mean, I'm okay. But, with it. We're definitely friends. all yeah. old. He's an
0: old, old friend of ours. Old, fr- I'm an old, old friend. Exactly, an old friend who's also old. yep What do you do
1: otherwise? What do I do? What do I do wait, for, for work? work? I have. Wait, so our last conversation with a guest was literally about how, when you say "What do you do," everybody's answer is to talk about some yeah. professional stuff. And now I'm super in my head about identity yeah. and whatever. <laughs> well, I'm sure it doesn't define you. Well, what do you do professionally? In many ways, it does define me. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to
0: really enjoy and love what i do i am a sports reporter out here in baltimore maryland in the greater baltimore area i cover high school sports so i'm out pretty much every afternoon and evening covering field hockey soccer volleyball basketball lacrosse football on friday nights and uh, i compile it all into articles and photos and uh, work for a pair of newspapers and websites of which i am the sports editor and, uh, and that's what I do. And I also, I should add, because it's relevant to our discussion, um, I have multiple side gigs that I do. I run my own photography business nice. that dovetails nicely with sort of the families uh, that I cover in sports. Uh, I do portrait work and theater and uh, people buy sports photos that I've taken of their kids and such. Um, and I also, almost every day, substitute teach at a local high school. And I'm just the adult in the room and I spend the time working on my articles and photos for my... Um, you know, full time salaried position, and uh, and I just earn a little bit of extra money pretty much every day, uh, doing that as well. So um, it all they all kind of fit together. My two to three jobs, and uh, and that's what I do. But it doesn't define who I am as a person.
1: No. So Brian, what I was thinking to throw you to throw, throw to, to you me. is to introduce the topic oh, okay. that we've that we that we got Colin. Sorry, uh, I thought you were going to ask me to shoot Colin. Is, Universal, well, because I did that last time, and it clearly made you very. It really threw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about this week? I want you to get. Yeah, the, we're like,
2: here to get into the you know. nitty gritty of something called universal basic income, uh, which is the concept of giving free money to everyone in the world, or your municipality, if you want to be more specific about it.
1: Ultimately, everyone in the world. But let's start with the United States, or maybe just California.
2: And uh, I want to, I want to point out <laughs> that I, I said it, I described it the way I described it specifically to make people's ears perk up, and probably make some people feel funny about uh, the topic.
1: I mean, that's the idea. <laughs> the idea is instead of giving services to people, if you just give them money. But so, I want to back it up to start with the idea of like I think the thing that makes the UBI conversation something that is ongoing now when I don't feel like, at least in my memory, it was in my 36 years. Uh, it's not a new conversation, but it's also kind of related to the stuff that's in this weird space of like, once you technology gets ubiquitous enough, people stop pretending like it's the thing that's special. Like that happens with everything. And so we take minimum wage for granted and don't realize that, that that's a, that that used to not be a thing. And like labor unions, which also used to not be a thing. And those are all things, like the the 40-hour work week used to not be a thing. And then a social movement caused them to exist after much hand-wringing and difficulty yeah. around a thing that emerged from technology, right? So we had the, the Industrial Revolution.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to, There's there's definitely a social movement. There's fight for protections all throughout history. You're absolutely right. And it's not until people kind of come together And fight for them that things actually get implemented, but you're right. So in many ways, I I agree, you know, a UBI might be sort of the next step in that progression of, um, you know, social safety net and social services and then things that hopefully in the future we sort of take for granted.
1: Right. It's funny because I think when you have uh, have people politically that may rail against the idea of social security right now... Uh, But they, or rather socialism and the idea of social services. Grrr, socialism, grr, dirty word. (laughs) But then if you say to them, but we're going to take away social, we're going all the way with your point. No subsidies? Okay. But you're going to lose your social security. They go, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. (laughs) Right? Like they're that attached to it. Yeah. Well, they've paid into
0: it their whole lives.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Right. But that's, that's a thing that came out of, the time before there was social security, when we had a great depression and there was really a serious like breakdown yeah. of, of society. <laughs> and yeah. so caused by machines, right? And so now we kind of have this situation where because of the technology, maybe it's worth revisiting this UBI idea. And like where I'm going with that is we're about, we like the to me, this is a pressing conversation. Because in my view of the future, we're about to hit a point where there's suddenly going to be 100 million people that don't have a job anymore.
0: Yeah. Technology is always going to disrupt and uh, cause joblessness and cause shifts in the way the labor market is. No question. What's different about today, a lot of people smarter than me believe, is that the way automation and artificial intelligence is going, people people's jobs might become completely obsolete and not be replaced by new jobs the way industry has done in the past so that's the fear so a lot of people who are proponents of a universal basic income basically say you know this time is different uh this time people's jobs are are not going to be replaced we're going to have all these super efficient robots and systems that can perform all different kinds of work infinitely more efficiently and better than we can do it and there's gonna be nothing for people to do um now Ideally, all those, or, or in the minds of capitalists who use these robots and, and systems to do all the work, all that work is going to generate a lot of wealth. So where does that wealth go? Should it go into the pockets of a few people uh, who own you know, the, the robots and the systems, or should it re- be redistributed to all these people uh, who are going to be displaced? So many people who argue in favor of universal basic income say that, that's the, that this is a way to protect Uh, from this like sort of coming displacement of so many workers. I mean, you know, one classic example that everybody is feeling right now is like drivers, you know, driverless cars, driverless technology is out there. People are familiar with it. You know, truck drivers uh, are going to be a thing of the past. And if you're a truck driver and you get displaced by driverless technology, what what are you going to fall back on? I actually think like universal basic income probably isn't substantial enough, you know, if if the generally thrown about figure of $1,000 a month uh, is, is given to truck drivers. It's probably not going to be, you know, it's a small consolation prize. If you're a driver who's earning, you know, whatever amount you're not going to be able to, you know, subsist on, on a thousand dollars a month. But like, that's just one example, you know, there's, there's jobs across the, the, the spectrum of different kinds of jobs, white collar jobs, blue collar jobs that are all being, automated you know we discussed a little while ago radiologists you know lawyers have certain amounts of of work you know language and that kind of thing that are going to be displaced so there's got to be something in place that helps these people and i think you know universal basic income can be that thing
2: yeah i think i think uh the uh, the the comment i kind of want to make and it feels funny to say it but uh i mean we talked we talked about this for a while before we started recording this podcast today and uh i think with, tech, with modern technology and software and like the efficiencies in modern markets and uh, modern money systems and these shifts have made money too easy to make. We're getting to the point where there are sectors of business that just they, they almost are just printing money, right? And that's that some of those sectors are not useful. They're like I tend to think of like uh, derivative markets. Yeah, Uh, as not particularly useful, that's those are just tricks to kind of make money, but other things are still productive and make money, but they've just gotten so so much simpler and more straightforward and so easy. And you've got swaths of the population that are capitalizing on those sectors and they're just they're just consuming everything. And I think anyone who is paying attention to technology and its integration into our lives and and the speed with which it's happening uh it's always been there we haven't always looked at technology as the same thing i think most people when you say technology they like kind of think computers but the cotton gin was technology and it accelerated things um and we we need to like we need to compensate (laughs) for this right and it's not a it's not like an all or nothing kind of thing it's not like There's this there's sort of like a fantasy vision, I think, that comes up with the concept of UBI and you see it in sci fi in science fiction books. Right. There's the theme of like, hey, we have enough resources now uh, that people can kind of (laughs) chill. You don't have to go to work every day or you don't have to go to work for 40 hours. So the ideal maybe is, well, maybe we transcend the world that we've all grown up in and we get to just do something new. We all get to be artists and philosophers. Maybe something magical happens. We don't know. That's never existed. Uh, but that's not like yeah. a realistic expectation immediately. The realistic expectation is just let's make everyone's lives a little bit easier. Let's try to avoid some huge, huge like sociopolitical disasters that we've seen happen in the past uh, by implementing some some more like trusting, <laughs> some more trust in society, right? More trust in well, humans. It, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I, uh, just I think it would do both those things, Brian. I think
0: it would, you know, make people's lives a little bit easier for people who are on the fringe, people who are living in poverty, uh, you know, are close to it. And I think it would also empower people to uh, be better versions of themselves creatively, you know, have that sort of fallback on so that they can, you know, do the pursue the thing that they want to pursue um, and know that they're going to be all right. Um, and by the way, a quick aside, uh, one proposal that is out there for funding the universal basic income would be to tax... Uh, uh, finances tra- a finances finances transaction tax so all these many millions of transactions that happen throughout the day and are performed effectively and efficiently in order to make money by computers mm. if you would just tax those a little bit that would generate enough of a pool in order to fund a universal basic income yeah oh and can i can right. i also mention i think we should <laughs> roughly what you just described is how bitcoin works yeah exactly can I, we should also mention by the way value uh, based on transaction rate we should also mention for yeah. people out there who are not familiar with the concept <laughs> of universal basic income that most proposals call for a universal basic income to be about $1,000 a month distributed to each person. Um, so ju- that's just sort of like a baseline. Um, the, the reason that's the, the, that, that, that that number is out there is that um, the federal poverty guidelines, that's what the federal poverty guidelines are. So one person, uh, you know, 12, uh, roughly $12,000 um, a year. If you make below that, you're you're living in poverty. For a family of two, it's about sixteen thousand. For a family of three, it's about twenty thousand. Family of four, it's about uh, twenty five thousand. So, you know, people see a, a basic income as a thousand dollars a month for a person.
2: So, just you know, to put that out there. as, as so a, roughly five trillion dollars to fund that in the U.S.
0: three, three, three something trillion dollars. It would be because what there's three point two there's three hundred twenty three million people in the country. Yeah, so around it be, I
2: did four hundred million. Yeah, I yeah. think there's less. There's less three four, than three or four, four trillion dollars. Less than three hundred and fifty million
0: people in the country.
1: But I want to wrap up the first act here, which is I think technology and everything that Jones just said about sort of like human decency is the how you get into this without having the political baggage. You think? I don't oh, like this God. idea because it's what Democrats are talking about and it's gonna defeat Republicans, which I think is where most people are going to encounter the idea in conversation or popular media right now that's true for me if you look at the fact that technology has done this before and technology doesn't care about your political leanings you can you can realize that the reason that i am interested in this has nothing to do with my political leanings it has to i mean certainly the ethical and social things i think that make me feel a certain way about it are uh involved and that's that relates to what brian was saying about the sort of humanity of it. But on the other side, I am an industry where, because I see that it's the future, I'm kind of trying to make lawyers lose their jobs because that's just what's going to happen. And so, and I want to do it in a way that gives people more access to legal services, but there are also people that don't, and they just want to bill for more hours with less output, like paying less humans, And that's just the product of technology. It's the same thing that happens. Like we were talking about Uber and all that kind of stuff, right? So how is it? I think the counter argument that you hear on the technology front is occasionally, well, that technology has, and you even referred to it. You said that technology has always created more jobs than it has destroyed. How is it different Hmm. this time? Like when it relates to the progression of technology, how is it different this time? Because I mm-hmm. think it is as well. That's a good question. That's uh, an important but, question. But that comes from a very deep understanding yeah. of the fact that this shit is exponential yeah. and it compounds on itself. Which, and, and compounding is a thing that people really have trouble understanding. <laughs> and the idea of it, like compounding progression of your gadgets getting better at what they do. I don't think is a thing that people really think about. They just I go, Oh, the, this is a cool thing. New,
2: new thing. This is this is what I think is different this time. Yeah. The technology has gotten so good that it is going to replace jobs that previously required a, a pretty high level of human intelligence and education to do. Uh, and so those jobs will be replaced now. And our education system is not in place to educate everyone to the level of a master's degree. And so all the people, all the people who have master's degrees will probably still have jobs because we'll move into like new technological innovation. But everyone who doesn't uh, is not going to have a job anymore. And so we, we've replaced physical. We, we've already basically, at least in uh, westernized manufacturing, right? We're we're replacing the need for your physical body to do things, and now we're replacing the need for. Uh, for a, a, a moderately educated mind to do things that uh, felt funny how to say that exactly i don't want to sound insulting about intelligence or anything it's not intelligence it's an education thing i think and so so the, it's credentials credentials, right moderately the, the great percentage of people just will not there won't be a need for them to work with the level of education they have and i don't think that's that replacing human the need for human intelligence has never really been a thing until computation and computers now and i think it will just i think it's just going to decimate industry it's also coupled with just
0: explosive population in general there's just more people to account for now that's the other thing that is uh, that is growing at an exponentially high rate is not just artificial intelligence which is developing at that same rate it's the
2: population Mm -hmm. itself
0: so we have a greater ability to displace a greater amount of people
2: overall i also think there's a i think there's some philosophical components to universal basic basic income that are important and Yes. I like to look at ideals for things, right? There's yes. there's like action. How do you take action and, and make things happen? But they're also like ideals to look at. Like what, what, is, what are we building towards? And at some point, I, I don't know too many people who are like, I want to get up every day to go to work. Like I do enjoy my work and I, I want to work forever. Like the concept of retirement, I, I certainly want to like ease out as I'm older. I don't want to be beholden to a job as much, but I, I enjoy it. I like having that self-worth. I like building things. I like being creative. I like sure. working with other people. But nobody like wants to have to do the same thing every day. And I think conceptually people we've been kind of trained and on purpose to think that we're supposed to have to want to do things. It's kind of the whole, it's, it kind of ties in, I think at even a higher level with the concept of like original sin, right? Like we're, we have to suffer to get through the day. That's like our lot as humans. And Idealistically, I don't think that's actually true. I think that's just been the case in the universe while there have been limited resources, and we'll eventually reach a point where it's like my house is comfortable enough, so I don't like need more wealth. My I, it's very cozy. I have plenty of space. I have all the computers I could need, uh, and we've got TV and and my family, and I'm fine. So like, let's start spreading this wealth out, uh, and not continue to just. Put more stuff on our shoulders just to build more, more that we don't need.
0: Or on the on the other end of that extreme, you, you don't want to have to work yourself to the bone, be working sixty hours a week, be working multiple jobs just to get by. You know, it's those people. It's not just the people who, um, you, of course, of course, everyone wants to. Uh, identify with their work and, and derive a sense of satisfaction out of important work that they consider to be meaningful. But if you're just doing a job just to scrape by, and you have to work insane hours, like that's not good either. It's not just about like, um, you know, fulfilling yourself through work. It's it's the people who are have to work at just menial jobs. You know, it's it's the poor, the work, the working, the working poor, you know, who have to work insanely hard just to get by like that that shouldn't be a, a situation that exists either not in the wealthiest country in the history of the world there shouldn't be people who are working you know 60 70 hours a week and, and can't really scrape right. by that shouldn't be a thing you know if, if we want to talk about terrible. ideals yeah
2: well i think it's i think what's important in a lot of these conversations is to look at it as a spectrum I think people people like to polarize topics like this and be like, well, you just want to give money to everybody and then no one will do anything. And it's like, no, I want to shift the spectrum, right? We want people who are in poverty to be lifted up to the point where they have they have some opportunities, right? They can invest in their own education. They can invest in their own businesses. They can invest in their just in food and housing if they need it, right? <clears throat> it will also shift and it will shift everyone up a little bit, right? It's just we're just changing how the playing field works yeah,
0: this is where I th- that's this is where I like arrive at universal basic income. Like, you know, it, there's a lot of talk about technology will de- place, displace jobs or, you know, make jobs irrelevant, no longer important, and that's why we need it. But to me, I I'm, I'm coming at it Brian from a similar point from where you're coming at it, which is, you know, there are people living in poverty right now, and I feel as though that really shouldn't be the case not in the wealth- wealthiest country in the world. I mean, there are 40 million people in this country who are living below the federal poverty line with their family. You know, Adam, you mentioned earlier that a hundred million people's jobs might be displaced by technology. Well, there are over a hundred million people. There are 95 million people in this country who are living at a near poverty level, which is defined as um, not making twice the amount of the federal poverty level. So if you combine the amount of people who are living below poverty, you know, in poverty, below the poverty line, uh, and people who are living near poverty, you're talking about 135 million people. That's 40% of the population. You know, it is staggering to think of the number of people, the sheer number of people who are living just very close to the edge, you know? So when you start putting it in those sorts of terms, like not only do you feel the kind of moral tug and the idealistic tug to like, how do we, how do we lift all these people out of poverty? Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, shoot, just start thinking about all the cascading effects of poverty that are costly in themselves that we throw so much money at and that we are ineffective in battling despite the amount of money that we throw. I mean, poverty is the root cause of so many uh, problems, both individually and society. I mean, health outcomes, crime, pretty much every kind of crime that you can think of, Um, lack of education, you know. How many societal problems are a direct result of poverty? It's like so many, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. drug use, all right. these different things. So, you know, if poverty is, you know, such a massive problem, like why don't we fix it? We could, you know, we could do that with with the yeah. amount of wealth that's out there. Yeah. That we
2: have. I think one of the things we do, one of the concepts of UBI that I really, really like yeah. is the universal part. Uh, it takes uh, people... I, I personally... I don't think anyone in the world wants to be felt sorry for. I think there's something about human nature where you want to be proud, you want to feel good about yourself, and if someone, if you know that someone else is feeling sorry for you, it pisses you off. And so I feel like there's a lot of political discourse, especially uh, on on like left leaning side where where we tend to sit, where people talk about sort of these uh, groups of people that I I don't necessarily know that well, or I don't necessarily interact with. I'm, I'm been very well off my whole life. And we talk about like people who live near poverty and we are like, well, we need to give them something. And what universal basic income does is it sidesteps the let's give them something because we feel bad for their lot in life. And universal basic income says, we're just going to give, we're going to make a pool for all humankind and we're going to distribute it to everyone because everyone deserves to have something basic given to them in a society that has reached our level of sophistication and wealth and technological advancement. And so now all of a sudden, instead of being like, well, we feel sorry for this group of people and we we wish they could have something else. So we're going to gather money from the people who, who were lucky enough to make a lot right. of it. And then we're going to tell them what to do with it. That fucking sucks. That's so insulting. Not just tell them what not just tell them what to
0: do with it, but say we're not even giving them the money. We're we're giving them the money in the form of something else, you know, in in terms of food assistance or housing right. assistance. And not just here, we're giving you this assistance, but hey, by the way, you have to navigate this incredibly complex bureaucratic system in order to even prove that you are worthy of the benefits that we think you need. So there's a lot of indignity in that. Where whereas. A universal basic income restores a measure of dignity to people. It says, look, you are in charge of uh, your own resources that you're going to get. You decide how to best use them.
1: Well, I think, you know, and I think there's a disservice though in the way that you really Really? like to present it, Jones, which makes it the tip over into the place where you potentially lose the people you're talking to in the space of like, great brotherly love, whatever, fuck off. (laughs) Like, mm -hmm. uh, Yes, that should apply to all of humankind, <laughs> but I don't think people have the capacity to get their head around how big that is. It's literally the the entirety of existence, right? And so when you present it in that way, like all humans should be lifted up. Uh, I agree, but also practically, oh, how the fuck are we going to pull that off? Jesus. Oh, just, okay, just do it. Just do it. Just do it the way we've done it. <laughs> I, I have to
0: take a job. Like, You know how you win those people That's a good segue. (laughs) That's a great segue. You know how you win those people over, Adam. Adam, the way you win those people over is you explain to them like a a couple things. Like one way, (laughs) I feel like, you know, if you sat a libertarian down, you know, a, a libertarian, uh, uh, a universal basic income would appeal to them because they would sort of have the ammunition to say, like, "This is freedom this. to do whatever you want." Yeah, freedom to do whatever you want. Hey, it, what's what's your problem? You're getting a thousand dollars a month from the government. What, what's your problem now? What are you complaining about now? You you know, you should be able to using that. So mm-hmm.
1: that's that's. What the, if I tell you we also need a law that you can't spend it on guns? That's the perspective I
0: imagine <laughs> that they would have. But um, you know, but at the same time, the the main way you get their attention of the people who are you know right of center is that you say. Hey, it's cheaper. It is cheaper to do it this way. You know, and, and this is like this is this to me is the, the sort of thing that um that weds two ideas. One is what Brian was talking about, which is sort of this like idealistic viewpoint of that everybody should be helped. And then the other is, well, how do we go about doing that in an efficient way that's actually that's actually going to work?
1: So that creates its own problems, yeah. but then also I feel like in in the context of, of talking to somebody who you know you're trying to like productively have the ubi conversation with you also to me it's like you have to close the logistical sort of window to the point of like no this could be done state by state so it's like yeah you know mm-hmm. you could pull this off in and that's a how state. it's supposed to be doesn't done have to be seven billion people yeah. all at once Well, are um, to test it. and it has it has been right which is let's
2: yeah. Let's talk logistics a little yeah. bit on this because we haven't really talked about what exactly <laughs> Universal. Yeah, basic about income say, it's a perfect is, segue right? into like how does this work? Why is it better than like you? You,
1: Colin, always blow us away with <laughs> the numbers you remember. It's all about stats, baby stuff.
2: Um, you got good stats. My so brain doesn't work that let's way. Let's
1: back it up to just like okay, say we you know we're in the United States. Like, what is how does your so UBI? Not like broadly. I mean, like it. It's literally. You get a check, yeah, in the mail. How does it happen every month? Right, yeah, for like a thousand dollars. I mean, it's just theoretically, right? Like, how does this? What is it, How does this present yourself in your life if you're a U.S. citizen and they flip the UBI? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't mean broadly. Like, suddenly you can pay for bread. I mean, like, what's you know, like, uh, do I have to go get a check?
0: No, it would be every if- month. Probably yeah, shows well, up on my you know, smartphone, the, the right? first the first story I ever heard about <laughs> universal basic income because, I, I, like, I, I've been interested in it for probably going on eight or nine years, something like that. But I heard a story about um, Give Directly, which is a great charity. Like, I encourage anyone who's listening to look up Give Directly. They, their mission is to just give people funds directly. And basically, what they did was they um, they were working with charities in Central Africa and serving super poor communities um, people who, you know, live in huts with dirt floors and just, you know, have, have next to nothing. And there were all these charities trying to help them by saying, okay, well, we'll, we'll buy this family, um, you know, uh, certain tools that they need. We'll buy this family, um, a goat, you know, we'll, we'll try to get the money together and then give directly came along and they said, you know what, let's just give people the money and they can decide. And, and the, the form of currency that people use as money at that time in that, uh, particular region and country was they they have minutes on their cell phone and they can sort of like beep minutes to one another and to one another and trade minutes for so they they go to the market and they barter minutes on their cell phone uh for goods and services so they just came in and they said you know this was extremely cheap by western standards and they just said all right everybody in this village you now have a hundred thousand minutes on your phone and it was like the wealthiest that people had ever been and Mm -hmm. um you know so so that's how they did so so the answer is you know like in this day and age yeah you can do it any number of ways you can do it into people's phones um you know you can set up some kind of uh, account I, I'm, I'm not sure i'm sure there's people who are logistically more smart at developing these kinds of things but i should say like they found in this you know part of africa that people didn't people did not uh uh you know spend it on booze people did not uh stop working they certainly didn't stop they used it to improve their lives people you know it started re- replacing their uh grass roofs with tin roofs because they could uh suddenly afford them. They started, Um, you know, one guy, like uh, I remember he, he bought a motorcycle and he started basically a delivery service. He started shuttling people to and from town and uh, it had this transformative effect on this village. Um, And, and yeah, so that's just one, I, I don't know. That's just one pilot program that, that is anecdotal, anecdotal. And yeah.
1: Well, right. So uh, anecdotally, I think that's a really cool, like there are a lot of really cool examples of that methodology and that sort of, uh, way of attacking the problem working but like this is where it relates to the poverty idea and not just like global poverty right because it's a ima- it's it's easy to imagine where it's easy to go well yeah fuck yeah if i had a grass roof and i had money the first thing i would do yeah. is fix my roof before i buy drugs yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a problem of introducing the idea of ubi in like the u.s where like we really do have it's, it, poverty is a very different situation once you get inside a society that already has some subset of things handled, right? Like they have roads, they can take buses places. So when you hear the, the roof example of places where it's worked, like it feels way less complicated than I think Like what we're looking at. I
0: don't, th- I don't think it is any less complicated than, you know, the situation in rural Africa that, you know, I described. I mean, you, you know, the problems that universal basic income would solve here in this country for a certain, you know, segment of the population are, are just that. They are basic needs. I mean, we're talking about people who, you know, poverty is you can't afford enough food to eat. You can't afford to feed your children. You can't afford to take them. Um, You know, to the doctor, you can't afford transport um, to get the places that you need to go, you know, so these are like basic things that would immediately sort of like, raise the floor uh, for those people and services. So you know, it's, um, you know, it might seem more complex, because we live in like a modern industrialized society. But I mean, again, like there are people in this country without sort of the basic things that they need to get by. So that's how it would affect them, you know, it would immediately alleviate those concerns, hunger, hunger, Um, healthcare, um, you know, just stability, you know, being, being able to weather any kind of storm, you know, being able to put out some fire if it happens unexpectedly, you know, all these sorts of factors that, uh, that combine to not just Mm -hmm. um, making people poor, but um, keeping them poor, you know, and um, preventing them from like, from, from advancing and being stable in in their life.
1: A stat that really resonated with me uh, was that in the United States, the vast majority of people couldn't afford to fix their car if they got in an accident and imagine you know your life in a developing developing like particularly los angeles right if i lost my car i mean personally i would start biking places right but it would be a massive inconvenience at times to get yeah. around and you have a nice bike yeah? i'm sure that probably yeah, cost money to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so to not even be able to right so it's like you know to to not mm-hmm. e- to to have it significantly affect your life to not be able to pay 500 bucks for a new fender, like for your car. I don't know. That's just a really interesting way of, of, of framing the state of things. Oh okay. uh, God. Can you imagine in the U S in a way that feels more like the grass roof, tin roof example, than just, Oh, here's a giveaway.
2: Please don't spend it on drugs. It's always, it's, it's back to that spectrum conversation, right? You've got to you can't really talk about universal basic income, uh, as a policy without looking at it sort of statistically, like we're just we're we're shifting it allows you to shift large numbers of people just into more favorable situations a little quicker right it's not like it's not like a universal basic income just solves everything it doesn't make these people it doesn't make everyone's lives perfect it just gives them a little extra push in a direction that maybe they could have gotten on their own with nothing else right some people who grow up uh, in, in impoverished environments, uh, where they can't afford food and, and regular healthcare. Some of them, uh, still achieve what we call traditionally the American dream, right? They still, they, they move financially up and they totally change their lives, but that's not the norm. And it doesn't no. really happen very quickly for most people. So, over, and the odds are stacked against you and right. And the odds are stacked against you for so many different reasons. And so yes. this is just, it, I just, I don't see there's, there's certainly, uh, there's certainly a lot of subtlety in policy around a concept like this, right? It's, it's a huge deal. Conceptually, there's a lot happening. It will affect a lot of things. It'll affect job marks. It'll, it'll affect the economy. Um, but the, the general concept, uh, is, is just, it's just a continuance of things that we're already doing. And it just seems like such an obvious one to me. Uh, me too.
1: What about other universal solutions like the universal basic robot? What if everybody got a robot instead?
0: This is like the far flung future. Like help,
1: yeah, help you out around the house, just whatever. Right. Well, the way you could back that well, off this is, is to say what if like a universal cell phone, you know? Would it be enough empow- like would it be enough empowerment to just say everyone in the United States gets a smartphone? No. Never mind the 1984 <laughs> feeling of that, right?
0: The it, the answer is no, um, it would not be enough empowerment. I mean, you, the, yeah, right. they, the people should have access to cell phones and data and the internet and all that uh, as as sort of the same way you would have access to water and a roof over your head. But that would not be enough empowerment, no.
2: Well, I think what that question uh, takes us into, Kirp is the next part of this, which is, well, what, what do we need to have happen because of a universal basic income, right? Because if we just gave everyone $1,000, uh, and didn't expect anything in particular to change, or we didn't uh, help move things in a good direction, or we weren't prepared correctly, you just have inflation, right? If you just give money to people, you just inflate the costs of things, and then they're back where they began. So to to move us forward and to allow these allow people who make less to shift their lifestyle up, you have to increase wealth overall for the area, for the place, the country, the state, whatever. And so In that example that you gave Colin with Give Directly, it it's it conceptually is clear. Like you go into a small village, you give them some money, they're able the people are able to buy some things they need, the tradespeople are able to go get machinery they need, they can make better things. Like the wealth comes kind of from outside of their their town, right? They're able to make things more efficiently. When you start to think about it on the scale of an entire country, especially like Uh, one could argue like the leading technological country in the the world, it's harder to think about how we create wealth because I I don't think people think about it. But if the same thing happens with all of these people, if you give them this money, they're able to invest in themselves, right? They're able to make themselves more efficient. They're able to make themselves more educated. They're able to get to things more quickly, and more easily. They're able to eat more healthy. They will be more alert and aware and physical and able to move around. And that makes them more efficient which makes them more capable of producing wealth, which makes the entire society more wealthy. So all, all around, uh, the the whole concept is to increase wealth for everyone, right? Bring down costs and increase wealth. And if you look at it that way, then then you can get, I get really yes. excited about that, right? I I love the, we, we talk about, when you talk about the American dream, people often like to tell stories of like an immigrant who moved here with nothing and now owns a bunch of buildings in New York City, right? That is exactly what this is, right? It's enabling these more people to do more of that, right? It's just increasing what's already happening uh, because we can't afford to.
1: Well, and I think it's an important part of the conversation off of what I was saying about other like universal solutions. Like, what do we give you this thing? Whatever we give you that other thing. Like, I think that one of the struggles, but also the, you know, the merit behind UBI as a solution is... Okay, well you want your capitalism? Like fine, you can have it. The markets will do what markets do and they seem to be pretty effective at that. But like we're just going to give everybody money over here <laughs> instead of worrying like we have with previous social programs, like this person should get this money for this reason and here's how they qualify. Like logistically that's a mess. It's not scaling. So the Alternative potential solution is fine. You can have your markets, but just here's you know it's a here's it's a much more here's money for, here's units of
2: value in that system for everyone. It's a much more uh, the concept of UBI is much more in line with with people's like conservative political and economic views than any social system yes. we have now. So it's I I really hope that this whole concept uh, is presented in ways that are are effective and meaningful and educational. Uh, as As it becomes more and more popular and prevalent in in modern culture, because it just seems to fit with so many different things. Well, and also it, um, yeah, the the way the
0: easiest way to sort of say that the most uh, succinct way is just say it's it's probably cheaper. you know if you can if you can give people money, particularly children who are growing up in poverty, um, you know, a dollar mm-hmm. spent or a dollar invested into a child uh, is going to pay so much more dividends down the road. So, in other words, if you can bring a child uh, out of poverty or prevent that child from ever living in poverty in the first place, it is going to be so much less costly for that individual and for society as a whole. You know, an mm-hmm. ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure is sort of the, mm-hmm. the philosophy behind it. I think that's Benjamin Franklin's quote. Yeah, and the
2: old hat. yeah, I mean, really, like, like so it, if you hat. can
0: sort of put it in that context <laughs> for people who are skeptical, um, you know, or if you want to talk about like how politically untenable this idea is or might be or how you have to might, you know, move political mountains in order to get a UBI pass. Like, Ultimately, it's going to be the less expensive option, especially if you consolidate all the social welfare programs that are out there and subsume them into a UBI. And a lot of the like, super smart people proposals of how to actually pay for this thing, that's what they do. They say, all right, let's like take up all these and consolidate them. Um, you know, and they actually literally put a price tag on it and say, this is how much it would cost and this is how we can break it down. So there are itemized mm-hmm. breakdowns of, like, actu- of actually how it would be paid for that are, that are feasible right. and logistically plausible that people have figured out.
2: And the other place where you see, uh, this is a good segue into <laughs> what are some of the means yeah. by which we could fund a universal basic income. Yeah. And yeah, I was kind gonna of say
1: let's get into the carbon back, stuff in a second. Back but to,
2: first. Back to what Adam was oh, yeah. asking earlier about a universal basic robot, which is a, an interesting, like conceptual, it's both an interesting time to talk about that and it's an, it's an interesting idea. But the, the idea there kind of is, well, Part of what's coming technologically, part of what we're trying to account for or avoid a disaster is uh, these efficiencies in, in our systems, right? The efficiencies in manufacturing. And that is one of the areas where it, it is a great... Anywhere where we have an extreme efficiency, especially in the age of digitization, where you just have a computer doing something, that wealth is only going to the person that owns that computer. Yes. And that person doesn't really need to do anything anymore. It's been digitized. They run a computer. Uh, There's more complexity, right? You still need electricity and somebody needs to make the electricity and it's complicated, but kind of you can reduce it to that person just owns a bunch of shit that works for it for free. Uh, And so that's the place where we've become so efficient at making money. And so we've made making money so easy. We should be taxing that and redistributing it. Or else, I think we're headed towards a big problem. Agree.
0: What's the, what's the resource that we all depend on all day and that everybody both uses and supplies? It's information and data, right? That's the modern world. That's what the modern world uh, like functions on. So if you, if you view things as a resource, uh, then you got to say two things like, how do you monetize this resource? And then, um, can this resource be taxed? Is everybody using and benefiting from this resource? Can it be taxed? And the easiest analog is oil. And I mentioned to this to you guys in the chat before, but you know, in Alaska, they've had the oil dividend for something like over 30 years, I think it, since the early 1980s. Everybody in Alaska receives a check, uh, and it's a, it's a dividend from the oil revenues that the state generates by producing so much oil. So the oil of today, and it's far flung more than just Alaska, it's all throughout the country and world, is data. And something like Facebook or social media sites, they are um, not just harvesting, uh, all this data from the users who use Facebook and supply it. So it's a publicly generated resource. It's also a publicly used resource and Facebook is making tons of money off of it. And so is, you know, uh, all the other, the big companies, you know, Amazon, Netflix, all those Microsoft, everybody. So if there's like a, a resource out there that is publicly used, uh, publicly generated, um, then it should be taxed and the people who, and the wealth that it generates should be redistributed, or at least that's, that's a way, you know, that's a, that's a way, one possible way to fund UBI. And and Brian, that goes right along with, um, you know, the carbon tax, you know, that's a, that's another thing. That's a, that's Mm -hmm. another possible way to pay for it. So there's a lot of proposals out there, you know, that focus on sort of like public goods and public resources as being sort of the source of of revenue that you can use to fund a UBI.
2: Yeah. I think without, without diving too far down, uh, crazy coming technological shifts but uh what we're seeing with uh the concept of cryptocurrencies right is that we're recognizing there are economic markets in everything we do in and every exchange in the universe there's an exchange of energy and we've kind of figured out how do we monetize that we've abstracted it to dollars for a long time but now we're realizing well it's more than that right in your example in uh with uh give directly uh their form of monetary value was in cell phone minutes, right? Some weird right. abstract digitized thing that they've allowed has allowed them to run their economy. And so we're recognizing that UBI is not like a, it's not just one thing. It's not like we're just going to put a tax on people and then put that tax money to work. If we do this correctly, we can do this all across society. There are all kinds of things that we yeah. can touch a little bit, right? These, these things. And and those things should shift over time because this, this shift in, how these technologies work with modern society is continuing to change. so we need we need really intelligent policies uh, that are very adaptable and are able to touch a lot of these spaces gently. It is no coincidence um, that, uh, a lot of the
0: Facebook millionaires, I think Chris Hayes or Chris Haynes, maybe is his name, uh, just wrote a book about poverty and, and universal basic income. And he's one of the biggest advocates for it. And Mark Zuckerberg in his, you know, commencement address to one of these colleges, I think it was, you know, one of the Ivy League colleges last spring, said, you know, we really need to look at universal basic income. So it's no, you know, Silicon Valley and the people who have become very wealthy in that area of the country, they're they're the ones who are piping up and saying, you know, I think we need to redistribute Uh, some of this wealth you know and it's not just a pr it's not just a good pr move um it's it's true you know (laughs) they're saying we're becoming the the wealth is being concentrated by the people who have developed these technologies
2: they see they see these efficiencies right they see the coming it's it's hard to see how absurdly efficient the world could become in the near future if you're not working or researching or like paying close attention to these spaces um because it's just, uh, it's it's crazy the things that are about to be available. Um, there's a, uh, most of the work that I do is in, uh, is, called, is most of the work that I do is runs on computers that are owned by Amazon. It's a system they run called Amazon Web Services. Uh, web, web Services does not do it justice. It's a massive global computer system that you can basically just rent computers to do anything you want. And... Uh, a large majority of the new features that they've launched over the last couple of years are artificial tension artificial intelligence and machine learning applications where you just touch the cloud. You just write software that interacts with these servers that you never have to see or touch, these computers all over the planet that do these things for you. They do mm-hmm. they will do vision. They will, they will look at they you will there will be software very soon that is publicly available that will yeah. do what a radiologist does. And it'll just be available in the cloud from your phone. Um. Uh, well, I mean, you still need a you still need an X ray, which also means that
1: it's digitized, right? Which means it it, right. it when it's once it gets digitized like that, it gets commoditized, and so it will that intelligence will only be worth exactly what it's worth in the market, which is real weird because a radiologist's yeah. job goes from being a thing they get paid six figures for to seven right. cents, yeah. seven hundredths of a cent to perform yeah, people- the op oper- cent to perform the operation a lot, operation of, a lot this of person used to get paid uh, so much for
2: so that part gets a lot of people who weird. argue a lot of the time when people are arguing against anything that affects job markets or finances they like to fall back on the concept of like free markets <laughs> and open markets and uh freedom to move around like money moves easily people can move jobs easily but that's all bullshit and <laughs> it, it's just it's complete bullshit, right if you're a radiologist that took a shitload of time to become a radiologist, whether it's because we put all those rules in place that you have to jump through all these hoops to become one, whether it's like something intrinsic about the universe and radiologists, whatever, it's bullshit that 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 you can just like jump into other jobs. And especially, uh, especially to go back to people who uh, are living uh, more precarious positions because of their finances, I absolutely can't just quit a job and go find another one. That's complete bullshit. No, the. the-
0: the effect of the market on them is that they're the they're the fat that gets trimmed. Markle- markets are you know ruthlessly efficient. They'll you know they'll right. they'll get rid of these you know the, those so called people. They'll get rid of the radi- radiologists. They'll make them they'll make them no longer needed. So yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So so I have a proposition in line with what we were just talking about. <laughs> I think it's a thing that we can talk about, but maybe we should actually do as a side project. Uh, I want to start a website or a registry. <laughs> called uh, something like build your own UBI. Yeah. Like how out of cryptocurrency. So this, I, I can't not go down this cryptocurrency rabbit hole <laughs> a tiny bit, but it's like projects already exist where they're trying to take just stuff you do all day and flip the dynamic for how the value is carved out of that. Like we've talked about a bunch on the project, right? And and I, the interesting thing with cryptocurrencies is you see this boom and the people that want to dismiss it go, yeah, it's all just speculation. And I'm like, no, but technology is doing a thing here, right? And so I don't know if this boom in activity that we've seen in crypto projects in the last year is necessarily the thing. But the underlying thing that's happening is is just fucking interesting. Um, and so it's, you know, like, that's a really weird place where it's not even this strange AI thing. It's, it's, it's uh, this new and different thing that has to do with the idea of having programmable money. But, like, I know Brian and I can talk, right off the top of our heads about two projects that are worth checking out for anyone who's like, uh, this sounds like a great idea. Like we have two projects where you could go sign up now and essentially start earning money for just like stuff that's happening. Like it's really weird (laughs) space. Right? So I think the first one that we talked about a bit that's worth promoting and is gaining steam is the brave browser and the basic attention token, but like, so I think the first thing to understanding the basic attention token is to chase down like w- what you were just saying about value and all that kind of stuff, you know, in the carbon example, which we'll get to in a second, because there is a carbon project also. Um, you want to chase the attention idea first, like how does advertising, you know, like you were talking about uh, your work, Jones, you know, like in the advertising space, like you're trying to get ads in front of people. And, you know, like w- we talked about Zuckerberg and Facebook and stuff, right? Like. They make all of their money off of advertising. What are advertisers pay? What are people paying Facebook for that is worth value?
2: the, The problem with advertising is that it goes around the producer of what's valuable. And what's valuable what is being produced in an advertising ecosystem that's valuable is someone's attention, my time to watch your advertisement. So I'm the worker in that situation, but I'm not getting paid. The media gets paid. And so the basic attention token says, wait a second, this market is not functioning the way it actually is supposed to based on the way we, we build our markets, um, our capitalistic markets. We need to pay this person because they're doing the work. uh, And then that person will pay the the pay for the product who is then doing the work for them right so i'm going to use facebook because it provides a service to me uh and i provide a service to the advertisers so the advertiser should be paying me and then i should be paying facebook and so it just clears up a market in a place where i didn't have the capability to do that previously because Mm. i didn't have the the digital infrastructure didn't exist for me to like directly interact financially with a single advertisement on the internet. And now that's been digitized. And so the free flow of information and money and has allowed an efficiency there where we can like correct a market. It's not something new. It's doing something the way it was supposed to be done the first time, but we just couldn't. And so that is about to be capable. We're about to be able to do that everywhere. And in a lot of different directions too, right? The concept of like, uh, these things that we have that are universal that are subsidized by the government right now we in if we want to we can now make correct markets around them we can track how often i'm on a road and have me contribute the appropriate amount uh, to public infrastructure for how often I'm driving over a bridge or driving on a particular road or stopped at a stoplight. Like you can charge me for stoplight usage, right? Which I don't know. It gets so complicated there. I don't know how and where we should and shouldn't do that stuff, but it's kind of coming. And so there's, there's a shift where that's going to happen and we need to be prepared for it. It seems like the Zenith
0: of free markets. It's like that that, it is. Like the actualization of of like what what a perfect market would be. It would be perfect market efficiency.
1: Which is sometimes the funny thing about when you when you do think of it from the UBI context, which is like what if UBI is just being able to monetize all of the value that we put into the everything that we value as effectively as possible? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like Sure there, nobody can argue what nobody can argue that there's not value in in everything that they do or that they don't assign x amount of value to one activity or one pursuit and and they don't assign that same value to other things yeah, right that would be fascinating if there was a way so, to, to perfectly monetize that so, in order in order to like
1: so if you want to jump into basic attention we'll put a we'll put a link in the show notes, but like there's it's just you use a different browser it's better for your privacy anyway, but then they'll on board you with how to do the token piece. And like, if you go to ZengineeringPodcast.com, we earn tokens off of that, that we get an allocation of every month based on the traffic. Oh, there you the go. Bray browser to our site. So you're contributing to us as creators without having to do all the stuff at the beginning of the podcast about clicking on buttons and giving credit cards. Hey, by the, way, whatever. That,
0: that, by the way, by the way, like the basic attention and you, you, you know, you getting money for doing this podcast. If, if people click on it and Patreon, which is a, which mm-hmm. is a really interesting platform. Like, This is all sort of, um, to me, like a precursor and or a reaction to the, the idea of basic income. I mean, what is one thing that we've talked about that basic income would afford people? It's not just raising the floor for people in poverty and lifting millions of people out of poverty. It would be, you know, the people who are doing a little bit better. It would allow them to take a little risk. It would allow them to say, you know what? I'm not gonna do that menial, stupid job that I hate, or I'm not gonna go to that office and sit in a cubicle. I'm gonna take a risk. I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue this passion. I'm gonna do I'm gonna become this artist that I wanna be. I'm gonna become this mus- musician. Um, you know, I'm gonna start a podcast. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that too, if there was, you know, more people who were pursuing something that truly was meaningful to them. I think that's, you know, an mm-hmm. an added benefit or maybe like one that's uh yeah, under-discussed under when it comes to UBI. And
2: that's also ultimately what, to me, seems like the whole purpose of my life is, <laughs> right? Is to provide for myself. And then <laughs> I guess once I get tired of that, provide for others, right? Yeah. That's like what we're taught as the fundamental uh, way to be in the world. And that's ultimately what we've built all of this modern infrastructure for, right? Is so people can be comfortable <clears throat> and raise families right. and fall in love and have a great life and take care of their grandkids that's all that really matters in this right and we get so caught up in 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 like judgment and fear of of trying new things uh and this is a this is a space where i just i'm i'm just so ubi is is rolled up in a lot of other things for me um conceptually and like a shift for for the for the modern world but All of those things rolled up. They're just—it's a very exciting time for this stuff. I think we have so much capability to make to affect so much change in the world positively. I agree. It shouldn't. It should be—you know—all the technology, technological
0: advancement that we're talking about should be. the The fear shouldn't be, oh no, the robots are going to replace us and they're going to make our jobs no longer needed. What are we going to do? It should be. Hooray! Robots are liberating us from these jobs that we don't want to do. Now we can spend our time doing the things that really matter to us. You know, that should be the mental shift. So it's like, how do we facilitate right. that shift? The shift is making sure that the people that are displaced by the technology um, are taken care of and are okay and are able to do right. that. That's what UBI is. Well,
1: and it's tricky because that involves social shifts away from industrial era like values, right? Like grinding it out in a factory is the thing that historically we've been like good on you like, and to let go of that some while still needing to know that people are doing that and we don't value them less because that's their job at the same time. You have to let go of that's a good American dream life because now we have this sort of like Renaissance dream of got to be good at a lot of things and you can monetize a lot of things and you can, you know,
0: just to be clear, I'm not advocating that people become idle or listless, or that hooray, technology's right. <laughs> here now, we don't have to work, so let's not work. I'm I am very much work as part of my fiber. I'm I'm a hard worker. Like well, I enjoy I work. Stuff. I derive derive a lot of <laughs> yeah, just doing stuff. I derive a lot of satisfaction <laughs> from working. And I, but you know, uh, so I think like, but it, it would free people to do meaningful work, right. the work that they that they really believe to be meaningful, meaningful to them. To them. And yeah. and you know, I think you would see a lot of more people if if more people were sort of set and they didn't have to worry about generating an income just to just to live i think you would see more people devoting their time to uh, you know more more meaningful work more charitable work that helps other people
2: other that helps people. other people yeah right. i think if they
0: didn't have to worry i about, can't
2: tell you how often i talk to people who are successful at their jobs and talk about how someday they'd love to be a teacher right. and it's like well you could be right now and i know why there you you're go. not uh, because you make a lot more money doing what you do, and that's, that's how about people who spend their entire lives doing unpaid work for other people?
0: Home caretakers, right. people you know, like right. uh, you know, women, women who who are at Absolutely. home taking care of, of children, women who are at home taking care of their parents once their parents become that's work. Right. That is work.
2: Yeah, how shitty that's, is that market? That's, that's not a. That's there's not nothing. a free market. I mean, no, so I you know, know.
0: That, UBI would be a way to you know sort of compensate them for the for the incredibly important work that they do, you know? So that, yeah. So that's, get it.
1: uh, so we talked about carbon credits. We got to pay that off before we get out of here. And in part, it's a specific project and they are friends and I have to disclose that I have money invested in them. You can also do it too. There's no bar to investment for this type of project.
2: You don't have to disclose that. Uh, I don't think that's I want regulation. to, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, I like a there's a couple dudes Lori. doing a podcast. It's just another... I, I love to
1: bring it up because it's just an example of how it gets weird in ways that, like, I think literally everything we talk about in this podcast, like, you end up siloed in this space of the ideas of, like, you know, okay, I, uh, this, this sort of realm of you get money, you can pay for food, you can whatever, and, like, the attention piece is a little diversion off of that, but everybody understands advertising. Nori's company is essentially using the same dynamics to reward people for sequestering carbon in their lawns by not mowing them. Oh, I like this. I like you this can idea. You get paid to not mow yeah,
0: your Yeah, and lawn. it provides bird habitat and, and well, creature habitat. I like this idea.
2: Weird. Weird, right? That's probably not the first place they're starting as a business. No, starting but with farmers. <laughs> the, the concept um, of capturing carbon uh, and that having a real world value. Uh, to the planet which it most certainly does uh, and being paid for going out of your way to do that right putting work into uh capturing carbon and stashing it um which is is complicated in other ways right because that isn't necessarily a market that is making money right now but the the concept uh is another fantastic place where we get to like abstract the whole concept of economics the way we think about it with dollars being like this intermediary and do something completely different and digitize it and track it and create wealth and create efficiency and make social change. that's important. Uh, and the bigger place, and I, I just want to mention it cause I'm it's a space I'm passionate about these days, but uh, is the idea of a carbon tax and, as another place where uh, money can be uh, money can be generated and then funneled into UBI and into work projects uh, that can as- eventually shift you away from it just being a tax uh, but like the example that you gave in Alaska, Colin, of uh, dividends on oil that's extracted from Alaska, right? The people of Alaska uh, belong, the, the resources of Alaska belong to the people of Alaska. That's the concept. And so they get a percentage of wealth that's extracted from their lands. And the, the, the problem we're running into now is, well, we probably don't want to be extracting oil forever. Uh, but there's a real beauty in the idea of us shifting to different forms of electricity generation that are cleaner and better for the planet uh, and extracting wealth from there and redistributing it, right? We can build solar panels anywhere the sun sun shines. And then there's a resource now in that area that can be redistributed to people. And so I think when you
1: talk about carbon and climate, you are bumping into a place where, Uh, markets have failed to an extent, right? Like if you could capture carbon and really easily turn it into something burnable and that would run your car, then like everyone would do it because the market would have emerged already for how to monetize that behavior. And we would have done it right. And healthcare in the U S is the same thing. Yep. Like the free market has failed at providing what we think is a view, like a, like a, like a human right level of we'll use medical technology to help you. Like, it's failed at that. It's too expensive. It's insane how much money we put into healthcare. So you got to step in and say, "Well, the the market dynamic not working there." Um, but it's interesting in that space, you know, like that when you talk about energy, you talk about climate change and stuff like that. Like it is part of the other reason that we need a new solution. And this is where I'm like, it really has nothing to do with politics. It's just it has not. It's whatever we have tried to this point has not worked. When it comes to the carbon problem and climate issues right so the idea of like okay we got to try new stuff well there is stuff like the tax you just talked about but then there's also where it collides with the weirdness of everything we were just (laughs) talking about which is like maybe you just go sign up for an initiative to not mow your lawn (laughs) (laughs) totally Um,
2: back to nature
1: you know but more broadly it's back to the whole idea i think like the, the place to try to wrap it up is i think the people that believe in UBI is a good solution kind of have an idea that like it, it, it we've touched on it a few times, but I feel like we should really hammer it to get out of here. <laughs> uh, it's just the idea of like uh, the empowerment that comes with doing things in a way that isn't like just, uh, Here's a Brett line. The go empowerment get it, right? of freedom, right? Here, it's t- t- empowerment of like here's money. We trust you to do something with it, right? Like the worst yeah. thing in the world for me is someone going, "Well, I'm just disappointed in you." <laughs> like
2: hey, humans, t- t- humans t- t- is right. the same thing. Humans don't want to be told what to do, and they don't want to be judged, and they don't want to be put in a place, right? You want the freedom to think of yourself how you choose and and be the person that you want to be. And as soon as yeah. you tell someone to do something, they become defensive. So here, just just have some money. Uh, I hope everything goes great. I hope this helps. I hope this, this makes your life better. I hope your family is more capable. I hope you can progress in the world and do all the things you've ever wanted to do. Why do we have to be such dicks all the time? <laughs> so controlling. There you in go. full agreement. In <laughs> full agreement.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for coming by to talk about this stuff, man.
2: I, yeah, thanks kind of for right. having me. I, I like enjoyed it. do more
1: just to hit the notes that this is, it's rarely that I have like still 10 post-its in front of me by the end of I can
0: the- go I can go on basic income all day <laughs> yeah. I can do this all day well thanks, I'm gonna go
1: I'm gonna go at it all day in my head thanks even for, after this for is over. coming by and yeah thanks, thank you as always to our supporters and all the stuff I said at the beginning of the podcast go to support or fire up your brave browser and just go to dot we make some money uh, this is the engineering podcast I'm Adam I'm Brian
2: and I'm Colin take it easy everybody They don't know